0: On tonight's show, we'll be talking all things PSHE, how it fits into the curriculum, the positive, the challenges, and of course the negatives as well. And, key question, if it gets any recognition that it actually deserves. All this to come and more on The Twilight Show with me, Ben Thomas. Right, well, uh, we are, what, four days out, three days out from half-term? And this time of year, it feels like, you know, we are absolutely desperate for holiday. Or I feel like I'm desperate for holiday anyway. Um, I'm actually, I'm confined to my garage tonight. Um, Last time I did this, I was at my colleague uh, Louisa's house, and we had a cat that was just, or she had a cat, rather, that was roaming around. Uh, And this time, I'm right next to our guinea pigs, who are happily munching away on some strawberries. So if you hear really random squeaks and noises, it's not me. It's not my guest, who I'm going to introduce very, very quickly now. Um, it's the guinea pigs. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm with a blanket and I'm <laughs> freezing cold on our settee because it's bath time in our house. So uh, I didn't think you'd want to be exposed to that one. Hope you're all doing OK on this uh, Tuesday in February anyway. Uh, Fran is literally right here, so I'm going to get her in. I hope I'm going to get her in anyway.
1: Hello, can you hear me?
0: Hello, Fran. How are you? I
1: am very well, thank you. Yes, thank you for having me tonight.
0: Absolute pleasure, no problem at all. Um, so we're going to talk all about PSHE and kind of full disclaimer. I was trying to be really, really clever with the um, with the show title by calling it "Problem Child" and you know that kind of stuff. But really, you know, from from my point of view, uh, PSHE is kind of a huge part of, of certainly what I do in my day as a PSHE lead. We're going to talk a little bit about what you do in a minute, friend. But you know, in terms of the the kind of the the, the makeup of the show, we're going to kind of get into the nuts and bolts of it, really, and just kind of focus on what the curriculum says, how we feel as kind of leaders, because we're both leaders in that field, um, you know, ha- how we feel about kind of delivering that to, to our children and staff, and ultimately kind of where it stands in the curriculum, because, you know, we can talk about maths, we can talk about literacy, we can talk about uh, science and you know, all those core subjects. But for me, you know, PSHE is is rapidly becoming, um, you know, a huge part of, of what, every practitioner in in, whether it's primary school or or secondary school really um so fran i'm going to literally throw the metaphorical ball over to you and let you introduce yourself fully to the show
1: Okay, well, thank you. And I completely agree with you um, with PSHE. I um, lead PSHE in my school currently. Um, I'm a big lover of PSHE. Um, I fully enjoy teaching it. Um, so, But it's not kind of always what I've, I've done. So um, I kind of started teaching about, I think it was like nearly 10 years ago now. Um, I started teaching in um, in a middle school over in Staffordshire, so it's one of those um, it's one of those areas where they still have middle school system, um, and I taught uh, mainly year six, seven, and eight. And um, I, I was trying to reflect earlier. Actually, I don't think I taught much PSHE when I started teaching. I think it was one of those that. You know, it was covered in assemblies. You'd have the odd sessions. Certain oh. things would come up, and that would be kind of how you, how historically PSHE was taught. I um I then relocated. I um moved um I moved down to the to the southeast. I um and taught year six again at a, a junior school, and um, I actually led maths so kind of my other passion is maths i i love teaching maths i led maths there uh, it was also the dsl there at my school um and yeah just that, that again feel reflecting on my practice there and that that probably wasn't even too long ago pshe was in play and um, we were teaching it and um, we were teaching it we had our slot um once a week we 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 relied quite heavily on a scheme um and it's so that was something that I, I feel that actually um people yeah people did rely quite heavily on it and um and it, again we were kind of we were kind of guided to follow that scheme as much as we can and then i um nearly four years ago now i think it is i moved to my current school so i work in an
0: independent school <gasps> fran you uh, shocked me i didn't know that uh, before i know,
1: <laughs> I know it's, um so yeah working at an independent school Um, i uh myself so i still teach year six i um i lead some um assistant assistant head pastoral there uh, when i started there i actually did um i was i was class teacher there for a little bit i then uh, took on the, the the head of maths uh, role there i've kind of always as well kind of looked after and guided ects nqts pgc students and again that's always I've, I've always kind of been a big fan of that because actually um, I always find I found that since I've done that, I've reflected on my practice as a teacher quite a lot. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, going back to the my current role, so I've, I've been in my role just over a year now, and um, my kind of pastoral role, well, that it's, it's a one of those jobs that kind of fills lots and lots of uh, different, uh, it covers lots of different areas. And um, but yeah, PSHE is one of them. And um, yeah, so I am, um, I I fully enjoy it. We've kind of had a really big push on PSHE um, in the last um, two years, year and a bit, and. Yeah, it's It's going really, really well. And I yeah, like, like, like yourself, I'm a lover of PSHE. I think it's something that um, I think lots of people have been on a journey with. Uh, So I know kind of when I started uh, at my current school, we were, we were given it a 30 minute slot, whereas now we've kind of made sure that there is a um, a, there is kind of more designated time to teach PSHE because it is so important. Uh, So yeah, that's just a little bit about me.
0: I think that's really important, actually. I think it's, it's, it's you know, I did this with um, <clears throat> my last guest who, unfortunately for her, works with me day in, day out. And and it, I think it's really important to kind of, you know, when people listen to the show to kind of work out who they're listening to, first of all, and, and, and kind of where, not so much the agenda, but but kind of how the, the thoughts and feelings are coming in, really. And I, it's interesting because obviously you mentioned you've been teaching for 10 years. I'm, and I always lose a year, but I, I think I'm in my 15th year yeah. now. As in, in terms of, of of academic year, anyway, and I remember when I I started, you know, fantastic school, really good grounding for me, uh, three form entry, started there as an NQT, <clears throat> and I remember uh, PSHE literally consisting of circle time, and we're not talking, you know, a million years ago. We're we're talking sort of fairly recent history. Or I'd like to think fairly recent history, and you know, we do circle time, we do that classic horror show, and and people listening now will cringe at this but we did the whole, how was your weekend, you know, like the news books and all that sort of stuff, the stuff that I used to do at at primary school and it's, it's moved on so rapidly and we're going to kind of unpick, you know, some of the reasons why we think it's, it's moved on a bit. Um, but I, I think really, you know, the, the evolution that, that I've seen, and I'm sure other other practitioners listen to this have, have seen as well, is that they, you go from the kind of, well, just tell them how they're feeling, you know, what, what was, what's your best thing in life? If you were a, you know, an animal, what would you be? All that kind of stuff. And then it kind of moved on to, um, you know, to like jigsaw. We had jigsaw for a long time. And, and I know when I, I first saw that, that just blew my mind. And the kind of the school that I work at now, you know, as, as great as Jigsaw is um, or was back then, I haven't seen it for a couple of years in terms of any add ons. It just didn't fit kind of what our pupils needed and what our cohorts needed. Um, and I, I suppose that leads me really to, to the first question, you know, the, the real uh, nuts and bolts of what we're talking about, Fran. Is teaching PSHE tough? Is it difficult?
1: Um, Well, I I definitely say it it can be. Um, It's interesting, actually, because I um, did a kind of, I called it a pastoral review with my, um, my staff, so how PSHE works in my school, so a little bit about um, my my school is I work um, I just teach boys. Um, we do have wow. a, um, a a girls side to the school as well, and we also have a senior um, and a six form side and a nursery. So um, it, there's there's a lot of us, but my focus is on uh, is on the boys. And like I said, I, I currently teach year six, um, and um, we are are. At the moment our PSHE is taught by our form tutors so um, we're we're really lucky actually we do have subject specialists and um, so over the years different, different people have been uh, form tutors but our form tutors are kind of the, the main teacher that our um, boys see throughout the day, our boys and girls see throughout the day, uh, they teach maths, English and PSHE. And we've been, like I could say, when I first started, that it was a little bit different. That different people with different subjects were teaching the, um, were teaching the children a little bit like it would be at secondary, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, so we've we've um, so now all our PSHE is taught uh, by the form tutor, and um, and I think we've got a really 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 good team that teach PSHE. I think everybody that I work with do um, do see the um do see the importance of it we've done qu- kind of a lot of talking about it in insets talking about it in staff meetings and i do think that our staff now do do kind of really understand especially kind of post COVID, how important pshe is um so yeah last um at kind of at the end of last year i did ask staff to uh, fill in a form actually um about pastoral and there was a lot there were lots of things in there pshe was one of them um, and actually, our, our staff do feel quite confident teaching PSHE, that was something, it was a completely um, unanimous kind of, you know, you can fill in, tell me what you think. So on on a whole, our staff, 86% said that they were confident in teaching PSHE. Um, however, then when it came to RSE, people weren't as confident, um, that was 73%. And... So I do think there's still that's kind of that I think people see the importance of it. People, I mean, I I love teaching PSHE. I just find it, and actually, the children that I teach, I on a whole love PSHE. When it's PSHE time, they they're like they're yay. Um, so it's um, so I do think there's a we've kind of got to that really really good um uh, that really kind of good point with PSHE. Um, I do think um that actually, and this is something kind of in my role, I've been kind of, I've been looking at quite a lot. We, we are in a, a challenging world and it can change very, very quickly. So um, we are, we, we're one of those schools that actually we, so we do follow a scheme. Um, we do actually use Jigsaw, but mm-hmm. we don't follow it religiously. So I quite like Jigsaw for, and using a scheme for things like RSE. I think that is something that I I think it can really kind of support guide teachers in what they should kind of maybe should not be saying um, to certain year groups. Um, But actually something that we've found, um, we started using this actually a couple of it was it was probably around October time. Actually, Um, I was doing a little bit of research and again, just teaching boys um we've been kind of doing a lot of research about kind of working with boys and um i came across something called being mankind and um this all kind of links up with this kind of misogyny and it's kind of linked in uh, with obviously all the stuff in the media linked to tate um so again i think it's that it's that keeping up with what is going on in in all the children's lives and that is something that um, so yeah we do we do have a scheme uh, but teachers are more than welcome to um, kind of go, go off scheme if they think that that fits for their class and it might be um, that one class so we're at my school are currently we we um, my year group are three for mentary um, but we do have two for one from uh, So it's completely um, we have a lot of trust in our teachers um, to make those choices that we always say that they are the, the people that know our children really, really well. And that they should be if they think that something needs to be um, taught or they, get, they need to go over something that they can make that choice. We trust them in that. Um, but, but yeah, I think it is. It it can be can be tough, and I do think one of the biggest challenges is keeping up with with what is what is going on in everyday life. And it is it's one of those that with the whole I've been doing kind of a lot of reading around Andrew Tate and the misogyny and that that kind of aspect of what's going on like with the media and actually the the stuff that we were covering with our being mankind uh, topic, which kind of we look at um, things like gender stereotypes um we it's it's we look a lot at mental health um lot we kind of we we encourage looking at we've encouraged looking at at lots of different types of positive role models because again something that i find with um with the boys that i teach um a lot of them have role models but they tend to be footballers and uh, and i think it's introducing them exposing them to different types of people different role models and getting them to know about the different uh, people out there there's not just it's not just footballers for example uh,
0: yeah, so, i yeah. think you know, it's, yeah. it's interesting because i had um you know finally mentioned that news i mean obviously so- a little bit and not trying to plug other shows here but we have actually got a show on andrew tate which came out recently okay. so if you want to uh, have a bit more of a deep dive into that deep dive i sound like an off and <laughs> um, if you want to if you want to go off on a tangent a little bit more and and you know uh, kind of focus a bit more on, on kind of andrew tate and you know the the things that he says and we'll probably okay. leave it there then you, you're more yeah. than welcome to, to go through our back catalog and, and find that one it's it's interesting you, you know he mentioned about the media because it's i had a mentor. Um, quite a few years back and he said the best PSHE uh, CPD that you're ever going to get is to read a paper and at the time I just thought you're you're bonkers you're absolutely bonkers what you're talking about but you know the more you know we can we can talk we could do a whole separate show on on you know the the impact of the pandemic and and COVID and everything else and I'm I'm sure there probably is one in our in our back catalogue but you know the way that children react to uh modern culture popular culture things that are going on is is quite incredible really and i i kind of i had a question here and you you know when i sent you the kind of the very loose agenda uh which we've probably already gone off on a tangent already (laughs) and you know one of the key things i'm i'm interested in and when i do learning walks as a as a pshe or when i i go and talk to kids mainly i don't really do learning walks because i kind of know what's going on already the, the kids are the kind of the key in terms of telling me what's going on um you know how they're reacting to what we're teaching them and uh you know you made the point about you guys using jigsaw and it's you know it's, it's very good for certain schools and certain demographics certainly the rse element of jigsaw is is very very good um but you know how they react to what we're teaching them and then the kind of things that come out of that you know not in the lesson but you know a day two days you know two weeks later potentially is is kind of the key and i think for PSHE teaching or practice that I've ever seen, A is to obviously have a, a love for it because that's what any great teacher does. But also to react uh in a positive way and kind of be prepared for some of the reactions that come out. Um, you know, when I was kind of looking through and, and did a, a bit of a chat with with our pupils last week actually on PSHE, the stuff that they were talking about, you know, was was to do with um economic worries. They were doing a bit of a lesson on on kind of money and, and budgeting and things like that. Uh, there was a, a, a bit of, of science in there in terms of biology and, you know, particularly for the year sixes, you know, how regularly they wash and, and how they keep up their personal hygiene, but also kind of really focusing in on um, the kind of the mental health aspect. And it's it, it's very easy for for certain schools and, and, you know, curriculum programs to kind of pay lip service. But actually what we do as teachers in the classroom and, and work in schools day to day, whether that's independent, private, whether that's, you know, state schools, whatever it is at any age level, we're, we're kind of by osmosis, we're, we're just looking at, at PSHE all the time. Um, yeah. And so I, I guess really it's, you know, thinking about your current pupils and the people you've taught sort of previously, how how do you feel that, that students kind of react to what's being delivered to them in the curriculum? Do you see kind of positive strands coming out? Do you see them, um, maybe making kind of subtle changes to uh, the way that they present themselves both kind of physically and emotionally potentially do you kind of see a, a positive reaction from from what you're doing in your school based on kind of what you're teaching them
1: definitely i think we've we've had it i mean obviously the this week's children's mental ugh, can't get my words out there children's mental health week and we've um there's there's a lot we've kind of we we put a lot into that actually and you can see the children um using those uh, techniques that you come up with or those kind of when you're talking about things linked to resilience self-esteem um, and their mental health it's definitely it definitely it definitely is having a positive impact and and i think these um that i think with with good pshe teaching uh from the from the right person then i think it can it can definitely lead to better academic success so i i definitely think that um kind of we're getting kind of more uh social emotional um kind of issues in a sense um that mm-hmm. are coming through and that actually good pshe teaching can almost it's almost like a, that kind of um, mini intervention before kind of other intervention is needed. And actually, um, we're definitely I'm definitely seeing uh, from our um, from from our uh, PSHE teaching this happening. And it's interesting actually talking to parents. We had a parents' evening last week, and just some of the things that they're saying that their their boys are coming home and saying. So from, from our uh, being mankind work that we've been we've been talking about, they are actually taking taking more of an interest themselves. It's something that they find quite relevant, um, and definitely, like you said about the um, kind of talking about economic worries and things like that. It's something that they're hearing, um, their children are hearing in the news all the time, and actually. Mm-hmm. They are reacting really, really positively to it, and that's uh, to the to, to, to the teaching because they're taking on board, board the things that we're talking about with them, and they, um, and actually, I think them ha- having that something that I think is really important is having that kind of open forum, and that's that's something where they, they feel that they can ask, they can ask questions, and they can talk to you, and they can give your feedback. Uh, that's something that I think is is really important as well.
0: I mean, you know, with the boys that you teach, do you, I, I mean, I, it may or may not be in the in the curriculum uh, documents that you have, but do you make them kind of explicitly aware of the kind of the narrative around, uh, you know, boys and, and kind of men and, and males in general, really, talking about how they feel? And do you kind of bring up, I guess it obviously depends on, on the ages that you've got there, but do you bring up the kind of the you know, the, the, the kind of more serious, um, elements of, of men's mental health with them, or, or is it something that you kind of, I say skirt around in, in the nicest possible way, but do you, is it something that you focus on with the boys in order for them to kind of reflect on their own behaviors, their own feelings and their kind of own emotions?
1: Definitely. Yeah. But it is, it is, it is definitely something that we have. Um, and I'd say in the last year we have tried to do that a little bit more. So, um, we were talking um one of the sessions that we did recently was called big boys do cry and actually talking about um asking them like asking the boys kind of have have they ever been told to man up before for example Mm -hmm. and um and they, I think, they all probably said that they had on um, reflection of that. And actually, we, we we spoke about kind of how we we spoke, we're, we spoke a lot. They had so many questions, kind of when we did that session, and um, we spoke a lot about how um, you know different generations of people who, who may have said those things to them. Um, and, um so yeah we we have been quite explicit with our um with our teaching around kind of men's mental health and um those types of things so and like I say I think it has been has been really has been really positive and what they have kind of how I've seen how I see them behave and how how I see them act is definitely positive as well
0: I mean it's interesting as well isn't it because we hear a lot of you know narrative around oh yeah you know kids need really good male models uh, male uh start again i'm doing what you, what you did doing? uh male role models but i always laugh at that because i think well they need good female role models. they just need good it doesn't matter whether they're male female whatever they need good role models full stop and Definitely. people are going to be able to uh you know talk to them about how they feel and and, and kind of you know coach them and and not necessarily teach them but give them the space to be able to say I'm annoyed because of xyz or you know this I did this and it made me feel really good but I can't explain why kind of stuff Mm. um it's you know it is so so important and I think there is a danger that we you know talking generally about PSHE and and teaching in general is that we put a lot of pressure a lot of mental load on on teachers anyway Mm. but asking them to to deliver uh, sessions on mental health when actually their mental health might not be good themselves yeah. and kind of having that passion to go, look, do you know what? Everyone feels a certain way at a certain point, all feelings are welcome. Let's kind of work through them and and kind of giving them the tools to be able to um, to, to focus on their their emotions and their feelings and, and be able to kind of work through those really. And it's it's interesting, you know, you mentioned the phrase man up, which is possibly one of the worst phrases that's ever been created. And I honestly don't know where it came from because I'm, my 37 i don't look it i know but um it's one of those where i I don't ever remember being told to man up as a as a as a a kid growing up so i don't know kind of where it became Mm. uh normal or accepted to kind of use those phrases um the other thing i was going to talk to you about really is in terms of your your curriculum we kind of touched a little bit upon you know kind of mental health and and discussing emotions do you do you deal at all with um, any kind of uh, body image um, issues or statements or concerns from the boys within your kind of PSHE curriculum, or is that something that you know w- will come later on potentially? I'm just kind of interested because we, you know, we spend a long time in in education and 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 kind of the media in general talking about how women are perceived, but there's a, a kind of a growing. Um, not trend, but a growing kind of discussion around how men and, and young boys kind of see their own bodies as well. Is that something that's, that's kind of your path at all?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think um, there is actually it's it's kind of if you're looking at the like the jigsaw scheme, for example, um, it, that does come up. I think it is. It tends to be kind of when you start the start the RSE, um, mm-hmm. but it's it is. We we actually um, I can remember doing an, an activity. Um, last year so i i've um such i've actually really enjoyed it i've um i actually taught the same class i've got this year last year when they were in year five and um so we did um we did an activity where we looked at um um we 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 looked at a how a kind of a a female had been um on a magazine cover being edited but then actually when we were looking into it um my the other teacher that i was working with uh, we actually found so many examples of how that had also happened with men as well Uh, so we'd found like lots of examples of um harry styles for example with his um his um he had some he had he had acne in he in the magazine had been um airbrushed off and Mm -hmm. we found so many examples and I in my head I thought oh it just it was just female celebrities it was just girls and on the magazines with girls but actually when we looked into it, we found lots of examples of, of Justin Bieber, um, Harry Styles, and and people that actually, um, different kind of uh, footballers. Um, and yeah, we, so it's definitely something that I think um, we, we have spoken about, it, it does come up. Um, I don't really, I would say I haven't really heard um, kind of body image. I don't, if I'm reflecting on when Talk with gir- I've taught girls before. I don't really hear as many comments. I don't know if that maybe is it's something they when they get older, but it is definitely something that we've touched on and we've spoken about with 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 the boys. Um, so yeah, it is, but it definitely has come up.
0: Do you think? Um, <clears throat> do you think there's enough guidance in the curriculum documents from? you know our, our our friends and and supportive colleagues at the at okay. the DfE do you think there's enough within the national curriculum for let's say let's say an nqt who's, who's coming into primary school let's say year 4 for example just to be really specific do do you feel like there's enough in there to them for them to be able to competently and actually teach the demands of of the pshe curriculum
1: definitely not. It's something that I've I've looked at recently, actually. And um, I think I've always been lucky in a sense that I've worked at a school that uses a scheme. um, And it's so but yeah looking at what if you if you if you aren't using a scheme and like i say i think definitely as you become a more confident teacher and actually like i say when reflecting on when i've worked with ECTs NQTs PGC students um you do just when you've taught it and you've done it and you've practiced it and you do reflect and you can you do feel more confident in um in in changing what you're doing and and actually going out and planning and doing your own thing Uh, but actually yeah like as an ect it is definitely something um that you that that i don't think there is enough information out there and that if you're let's say if you're in a um a small estate school that maybe can't that that you don't have the funds to buy into a scheme at, at first I do definitely think that that is a that 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 there isn't really enough that out there um and i do think and i know this from my own practice that over the years um i have felt more confident teaching pshe so Mm -hmm. i think definitely kind of my 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 big thing um is that there should be that kind of that person at your school that does champion PSHE that you can go and speak to if you're if you're struggling um or you're unsure on what to teach or kind of what to say because sometimes I know I've had this before with staff members saying oh um especially more when we you get to the RSE saying oh I, I, I feel a bit uncomfortable or I don't quite know um I don't quite know, or but I mean, I've I've always kind of quite liked teaching PSHE and the RSE, so it's definitely something um, that and and I, I I always just say to staff, look, if you're unsure on a on a question, you know, it's fine to say I'm not sure, I don't know, but I can find the answer out for you, and I think that that kind of that like I say that open forum, that honesty. Um, is 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 what's important, but no, I definitely think there needs to be kind of definitely more guidance. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think right. I, I realised NQTs and you said ECTS and you'll say so twenty twenty three because saying, so <laughs> honestly, like we have them and I go, oh yeah, NQT and and they go, what's that? <laughs> just like, all right, yeah, just whatever you are these days because they've changed it so many times oh, haven't yeah. they, over the last couple of years. Um, yeah, I mean, I I just don't think it's given. Uh, I don't think it's given the focus that it, it needs to be. And I think it's 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 really important that schools and teachers feel that they can, you know, move out of the hour that they've got, just like any other lesson, you know, and not be constrained to, you know, situations where you feel like you've got to get it all done in half an hour or 40 minutes or whatever you're given on your, you know, excessively big timetable. Um, I, I don't feel like there is enough guidance and I, I feel like there's not enough kind of consistent threads across schools Mm. I don't have any kind of massive data to back that up but I just I just get a feeling that that really it's it's about you know making sure that the students are comfortable with the you know with the material that's being delivered to them but also that the person delivering it is comfortable and Mm. you know the the point you made about the RSE stuff is absolutely spot on because there there are certain people that you feel like they just don't want to do kind of move on but also the kind of I suppose the control freak in me sometimes if that's you know even a thing wants to keep it consistent so when you're looking at you know year fours year fives and year sixes you want to make sure that actually the messages that are being delivered are the same and that oh. there isn't any kind of misconceptions with the RSE stuff but it's it's very very difficult to to strike that balance at times and particularly if you've got um you know, younger teachers that are like, no way, I'm not not touching that of a barge pile sort of stuff. <laughs> it it becomes very difficult to, you know, to, to get that knowledge across to, to students that, that might find it difficult, to be honest. Um, I think that's 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 the key thing. But the, the other thing as well and, and we're gonna cut to news in a minute, but the the thing that makes me laugh about PSHE is that you talk to any um DFE uh, affiliate shall we say and and you know Ofsted now highly value what what what's going on in PSHE but there's no money for it and I know that we could constantly say there's no money in education anyway oh. but when you if you look at and the average school's budget and you say well they've portioned this amount to maths they portioned this amount to literacy you often find that PSHE is so far down the list and even when people do have money they're not sure what they should be doing with that money you know maths and and literacy becomes quite easy because you can buy resources for that you can have experiences but with pshe i think people find it very difficult to work out what they should be doing with that money um so i suppose you kind of the final final question on the, on the first part of the show really is do you think that there should be <laughs> i know the answer is going to be yes but do you feel like specifically for pshe there should be money that is ring fenced in the same way that schools are entitled to a grant from the dfe to train one or two teachers in kind of mental health first aiding do you feel like there should be some ring fence money for pshe in schools
1: 100 percent, definitely and i think something where obviously I'm, I'm an independent and where i feel really really lucky is that we've got um that we there's so many different people that are that are that i can go to to speak to about things as well so we've got school nurses for example um and they're like they're an an amazing uh, resource for us um but and it's just so nice to have that kind of that extra expert kind of um, when, had to have them kind of guiding as well if you're ever unsure especially when it becomes like you we spoke, we spoke about kind of uh, like health and um, those types of things so we, it, it is it's really it, it's it 100% should and maybe we're quite lucky as well is that as we are And kind of we are multiple schools all in one. There are different people to speak to. So I will often speak to um, the pastoral lead that teaches the girls and the and also the PSHE lead um, and the same thing with our with our senior boys as well. And we Mm -hmm. will talk about things and it's so nice just being able to to to, sh- to actually share kind of our experiences and I know I, I speak to uh, my friends that kind of are either still in state or independent or some that have moved out of education and we talk about things and talk about themes that come up and I do think that's really important because actually when I was When I was maths lead at my last school, um, I used to be kind of heavily involved with like the maths hubs, and there were so many different meetings around maths, and that's where I feel that I kind of my passion came from, but also my practice. And I think just that that being able to speak to people, but the emphasis goes on other things. So if it is maths, English, Um, so, but yeah, really, really important, definitely.
0: Um, we're going to go to some news now, uh, I think it's going to be about six or seven minutes with you straight after that, uh, a couple of messages from our fantastic sponsors as well um, and then we'll be talking about the positives in teaching PSHE, which we sort of touched upon a little bit and also some of the challenges that are currently facing, um, you know, practitioners uh, with PSHE uh, across the, the school spectrum really, so we'll be right back after the news.
3: this is teachers talk radio and this is teachers talk radio news
4: at the national higher education conference unison assistant general secretary john richards opened proceedings with a damning critique of the government's approach towards university education according to unison's own website Mr Richards focused on out-of-touch ministers who failed to understand the current funding crisis and pointed out that the funding models across the UK seem to be broken. He cited the issue of limited government funding as causing a de facto cap on student numbers and accused the government of trashing the UK's reputation for higher education in Europe, leading to big drops in the numbers of overseas students a story covered by Teachers Talk Radio News last week. Mr Richards went on to assert that those in government do not understand the cost of living crisis because they've never had to face it. Strike action by those working in the HE sector has been part of a wave of action taken by unions across a range of public sectors in recent weeks. The last week saw the release of details of government plans to revamp children's social care in England. BBC News reported on the plan for more early support for families and the extra £200 million funding for the next two years. Last year, a review warned that tens of thousands more children could end up in care without additional funding and reform. The plan has faced criticism that many of the changes are being rolled out as localised pilots rather than a national programme. The government plans to put families at the heart of the reform and intends to provide better support for all vulnerable children in order to reduce the need for crisis intervention. There will be pilots in 12 local authorities which will deliver more early support for families struggling with addiction, domestic abuse and poor mental health. There will also be more family type placement for children in care with relatives, friends or foster families. Other changes include plans to recruit more foster carers, a simpler process and more support for relatives or friends who take on children, a rise in the Leaving Care Allowance, and support for councils to recruit and retain more social workers. Economic, Constitutional and Social Policy Forum, Politea, has published an article focusing on its views of the proposed changes to the school's history curriculum. The publication, History, Whose History? The Battle for the School Curriculum, features three historians' views on the proposals. The Government's plan for reform came in response to recommendations from the Commission on Race and Ethnic Disparities. The plan for a new model history curriculum for pupils to see themselves as integral parts of what makes up the UK today was proposed. The essays included in the publication, focusing on the responses of a variety of academics who all appear to conclude that there is no need for the proposed changes, because diversity is already built in the current programme. Further details of the publication and forum for debate can be found on the Politya website. Finally, a school principal in a rural part of Northern Ireland has expressed concerns over safety after it emerged that recruitment of lollipop men and women is being frozen. It comes as part of a drive to save money. The current power-sharing deadlock in Stormont meant no budget could be agreed and significant cuts needed to be made. The principal of a rural primary school, Donna Winters, told the BBC that until recently there had been consistent crossing patrol staff that have been vital in making sure pupils can cross roads safely, but that they have not had staff. Schoolers had to resort to employing a patrol staff member directly and when they are absent, teaching and support staff have to fill in. Ms Winters went on to point out that safety was not an area where cuts should be made. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox.
3: This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, it's Safer Internet Week with the official day being on the 7th of February. Internet Centre focuses on want to talk about it, making space for conversation online. They've got loads of educational resources on the website saferinternet.org.uk, banded into 3 to 7, 7 to 11, 11 to 40, 14 to 18 years of age. They are even translated into Welsh and have adapted resources for Send and ALD. So they have pretty much covered all bases. You need to take a look. But why do we need to get our young people talking about this? Well, let me try and give you an idea in one breath. <gasps> with an estimated 5.16 billion people using the internet, at 64.4% of the world's population. It's estimated that around 500,000 predators pose a threat to young people daily, with the main target being 12 to 15-year-old children. With a quick search of statistics from the internet, I found supposedly 1 in 25 children will be manipulated in some way this year, and 80% of predatory behaviour will be through social media. This couple with only 15% of parents actually knowing what their children are doing online makes this an issue, which definitely needs to be talked about with our young people. <sighs> To get some perspective on this, every 60 seconds, TikTok users watch over 167 million videos. Data never sleeps. We need to know how to stay safe because the sheer volume of data means it cannot effectively be policed. Please, send your thoughts amongst the 575,000 other posts every 60 seconds on Twitter at TT Radio Official. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio.
0: So that was the news. Um, Fran, I'm gonna pick up on a couple of bits there because obviously it feeds in almost perfectly to, to what we're talking about. And, um, you know, forget kind of people's political views and, and forget what what individuals think of the government and how they're handling things and how they're not handling things. You know, we, we've got cost of living crisis. Uh, we've got them talking about revamping social care. We've talking about putting families um, at the heart of, of what they're doing uh we're talking about uh, vulnerable pupils and and kind of almost putting them first i mean it it, it begs the question what have they been doing up until this point if they've suddenly realized that those things need to happen uh, and more money needs to go into those areas what what's been going on
1: oh hello i think i'm back
0: can you hear me okay you are yes you're back
1: brilliant um so just what was that question again sorry can you just repeat it
0: (laughs) Yeah, of course. I'm I'm good at repeating myself. I ask myself. I, I, I love it. They absolutely love it. Yeah, not at all. I, I was just sort of picking up on the news and and kind of thinking, you know, the, the key phrases we've got and the key points from there were, you know, talking about a cost of living crisis, which is affecting pretty much everyone in some shape or form. Uh, they're talking about revamping social care. Uh, they're talking about making sure that vulnerable pupils are put at the heart of everything and families are put at the heart of, of all those decisions they're making. And they're pumping, I think it's a 200 million into, into revamping those um, well, those areas, for, for want of a better word. So I suppose really my, my broad question is, what have, <laughs> what have they been doing up until this point if they've suddenly realised that those areas need, need a lot of money and a lot of focus, basically? I
1: mean, obviously focusing on the focusing on the wrong things maybe it's it's uh i think definitely you know if i'm just thinking back to uh, the thing is with things like social care and we we think we obviously we mentioned before we were talking about mental health and things like that there's there's all there's this kind of there's always been this pressure on the the situation with cams for example and the waiting list and every time i kind of hear i i hear the the cams waiting list and the different like i say i've worked in different boroughs as well um it is it is it's dreadful and it's just getting it is just getting worse and i i don't really know what's been going on maybe it has it, it is it's just maybe that that focus on on the on the wrong thing it is it it's it's scary and actually one of the the kind of my, I would say that the biggest challenge that I see, kind of linked to teaching at the moment and education, is that, um, and and again, this might be we've mentioned COVID, but this kind of post-COVID, social, emotional, you know, this this big kind of this, this is the biggest thing that I'm finding kind of in my like in my everyday in my everyday today it, parents aren't really coming to me about the academic side of things they're coming um they're coming to talk to me about resilience and low self-esteem and those types of things and it's it's become a really I don't know maybe it ha- because that's it, it's there's been a big kind of a, uh, the, the thing that i kind of always put it down to is is covid that is the big thing that i kind of come back to this kind of post covid social emotional the, these the, those issues
0: yeah i mean i you know it's interesting because obviously i i would assume that we work on opposite ends of the economic spectrum in terms of <laughs> the kind of the you know the the, the families' background and the economic situation of those of those children that are coming into our schools, but it's the, you know the themes are there; they're inherent in in probably every school, every age group across the country. That, like you said, the low self esteem, the resilience, the um, emotional distress that some of our young people are in um, through no fault of their own. So it, it just baffles me, and it, it, at times it frustrates me. I think if I thought it too much. Um, and didn't switch off I'd I'd probably never go to sleep really Mm. um so yeah I mean I I think COVID is is obviously has been a big part of that but you know I think I said this on the last show that we find particularly where we are that that the community and and the children in general are kind of a little bit more I say grateful if that's even the right word but just kind of thankful that they can come into school every day you know Mm. they know there's food available it's warm they know that that staff are gonna react in a in a consistent way and and that kind of feeds into the whole you know nurturing element of of schools of of Mm -hmm. kind of the PSHE curriculum that schools employ Mm -hmm. and the way in which they kind of deal with with certain situations Um, i mean it you know it's funny you mentioned some some key services there you know the the one that really frightens me is the waiting list for uh, mental health assessments but not only that just mental health support both for adults but, you know more crucially for kind of our young people across the country so these are these are really big hard-hitting issues that impact on you know how what we deliver as PSHE, what we put our our kind of time and, and efforts into as as kind of practitioners in schools Definitely. and the other thing that you brought up earlier was the fact that you know you guys have got a school nurse and i i remember when i was at primary school you know she was there all the time she was talking to parents uh, she was she was helping kids you know and you just don't have that anymore you know the schools just don't have that facility to be able to rely on on a school nurse you know even when I started teaching we would outsource the the RSE curriculum it wasn't called that then I think it was literally just called sex ed but um, you know the, the, the school nurses would come in and you know <laughs> we'd be we'd be sat as teachers, kind of. But now it is left solely to the schools to manage. And that's, you know, that's a real problem, isn't it? That's going to impact our our young people, you know, not just for for this generation, but if if things don't change quickly, probably for, for the next generation as well
1: definitely and i think that having that expert that expert there that you can go to because i kind of my background isn't medical um my that isn't my i mean my background is teaching and even though i i i read a lot and kind of do try and keep up with the with what's in the news and those types of things and and do go on courses but actually yeah it's it's great to have that 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 kind of the the expert to to go and talk to as well um but actually yeah i the my kind of conversations that i have with my with other teacher friends is that actually we with you mentioning before about kind of um the different the, the different different types of schools so me being in an independent school um, actually that the the issues are really really similar so when I like with with lots of different teachers that I've spoken to be it in the the northwest the midlands um or kind of state schools in the southeast the the the, lots of the problems that are very much the same um so yeah it's it's a it's yeah it's a and but I, I definitely agree that with a good PSHE curriculum being taught um, by the the right person and given enough time to it because that's some that's can sometimes be the the tricky bit is that when you have those time constraints but actually i think when it is done by the done well by the the form tutor the person that knows that child really really well um then it, it can be really really effective
0: i mean th- this is a tough one for you um well hopefully it's not too tough but you know to kind of spark a, a bit more of a conversation because obviously we're talking about how PSHE fits in the curriculum if you if you kind of look at the subjects that you have obviously and that you're, you know the staff that you're responsible for in terms of of not just your your assistant head role in pastoral but also PSHE lead do you do you feel like there are more challenges uh teaching and delivering I hate the phrase. I don't know how else to put it: high-quality PSHE teaching compared to, say, maths or music or um, I don't know um, reading, for example. Do, do you feel like there are there are more barriers to success within the subject in your setting, across the profession in general, when it comes to to delivering you know good PSHE lessons?
1: I think. Um... I, I, I don't think there is say there is as much in with in my setting I think the PSHE is delivered is delivered well there's like I say there's a, a, we've had a kind of a, a big kind of push on PSHE um with the with the the kind of the training that we've we've given, we've offered to staff and the to, uh, talking about it in insets um we've 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 kind of given it quite high profile in terms of um we've spoken to parents about PSHE in particular RSE and uh, we actually do something quite nice in a in assembly now where we have like a PSHE weekly celebration and um so it might be so. for example last week it was somebody that has a good attitude to learning and we celebrate somebody in each class for that but also that's that's kind of given PSHE a status with our children but also with our staff as well um, but I do think in terms of other subjects um you know there's there's a lot out there for the other subjects as well so if I just think about maths there's so much there is so much out there uh, to support um the kind of the teaching of maths um and I think we've kind of we've been our kind of battle has been not battle but we've we've kind of looked at um we, we've we've said a lot that actually you know PSHE is as is as important as as everything else it, it it doesn't kind of it isn't the one you know all we need we need to scrape back a little bit of time from somewhere it's it's still so so important um
0: so yeah it's um it's an interesting one isn't it because I always feel like it's it's quite a confidence subject you know if you're talking about professional sport then it's you know you get those players that are confidence players and and you know, if they're on a down and then nothing happens for them, but if they're actually doing really well, then, then you know, the, the world is their oyster. And I feel like that with PSHE. It's kind of like PSHE teaching is only as good as the connection that you have with that you could, you know, you could argue the toss about any subject. You know, you've, as we said earlier, you've got a, in those professional relationships with those young people and, and developing that kind of PSHE ethos in in your class is is kind of the most important thing really. Um, We're gonna have a a little message from one of our sponsors, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the positives uh, in teaching this fabulous subject. Forward-thinking schools, indeed, and that's that's kind of what we're going to talk about now, really, in terms of the the positives. Because you know we've we've both passed our love for the um, you know, for the subjects itself. We've talked about you know how we or touched upon a little bit how how we kind of like getting those professional relationships right with our mm-hmm. our young people, particularly in in PSHE. What for you, whether that's in your setting or whether that's any kind of uh, you know teaching education news that you pick up on kind of away from the classroom what what are the positives at the moment in in kind of the delivery of of PSHE
1: I mean kind of my my positives with with teaching it and for the for the pupils is that it just gives them so many answers that they might have about their lives and their futures and it's just I always find it's that it it, I find that I can uh, connect uh, really well with the pupils and I get to know them a lot more and and that's why I I really like Uh, teaching it and actually i know it means that they can also connect with other peoples as well Um so you learn quite a lot about the child as the person so it's not just in those kind of academic uh in those academic kind of more academic setting lessons um and again it's so important to teach them about kind of coping skills conflict resolution um i know Something that I, um, my kind of session this week, with it being at Children's Mental Health Week, um, we've we've been looking at the the word um, connections. So obviously this this year this year it's let's connect. Uh, but actually, quite a few of um, our pupils are finding out about secondary schools. And um, so something we've had a quite a lot of um, anxiety about secondary schools. So actually, I kind of spoke a lot about the positives of, of secondary schools and and linking it up to something like we say it's it, that that wasn't necessarily on the scheme for, for this week, but it's it, it fits so nicely. Um, and I think I could definitely see. I spoke to a few of my pupils and said, you know, how how are you feeling about things now and and. You know, they they definitely seemed that seemed better, and kind of said, "No, no, no, I feel so much, I, f- I feel better." And actually, you know, if if you are following a scheme, that kind of you know talking about the transition to secondary school comes up not till kind of the summer term, whereas actually for some of it, some of the pupils now. That is something that's really, really important. Um, so yeah, it just gives them kind of it opens up at the possibilities about life. Like I love talking about kind of careers and futures and um, aspirations. That's something that's it's so nice when they they kind of you, you hear about what they want to what they want to achieve. Um, which is yeah, it's, it's something that's really really important. Um, I love like you said about teaching about we've spoken about role models already. Um, so what you can bring more of that into to PSHE as well, talking about role models, and you know that can be done across the curriculum um, as well. So yeah, it's 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 a. There's, there's so many positives to it. And like I say, I've mentioned before about, you know, I think having a really kind of good PSHE curriculum um, means that actually they are, I always think that it, there, there is a link to kind of better achievement academically. That's kind of my, how I feel about PSHE.
2: Are
0: you there, Ben? Hello. Can you hear me?
1: Can
0: hear you now. <laughs> I don't know if that was me or you. I'm not sure. I can't. can't <laughs> them anyway, we're back. We're back. Yeah. After that absolute silence, there, we're we're back. where um, were well, well, we were talking about the positives, yes. weren't we? Could you hear?
1: Could could you hear me talk about the positives? <laughs> no.
0: Oh, I don't no. know if it was me or you, but oh, no. we're back anyway. Back. And I'm sure you gave probably the best answer you've given. Oh. <laughs> all evening, haven't you? And it, either I went or you went or something <laughs> else. We're, we're, we're back live in the room. <laughs> um,
1: do you want me to say my positives again?
0: <laughs> yeah, go on. That'd be great.
1: <laughs> uh, so I, Just so
0: I can hear it if no one else heard it. Yeah,
1: so I kind of said. Um, you know, it's it's a way to connect. Um, it gives pupils um, the answers they may have to questions about their lives and their futures. Um, I mean, I I always find that it's kind of it's a it's a it's a it's a bonding session as well between the 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 form tutor and the pupil. Um, you can find out so much about the pupil. Um, from from the from the actual from from a PSHE lesson, I I find out so much more than about people than you know teaching maths or history or geography, um, and actually like and and again I've mentioned before, it's so important that there is that relationship between the person teaching PSHE um, and the pupil. And, um, and actually, you know, because you, you, we always say the form tutor is the person that knows the, the child really well. So be it, you know, there might be a pupil in your class that's that's going through um, certain family family situations, um, You that, that tends to be the person that knows about that. Um, so yeah, and again, I find it really, really interesting, find it good to, to talk about things such as, you know, coping skills, conflict resolution. I mentioned before about, Linking it up to secondary school, so something that um, I've been speaking about with, um, with with my class recently is that um, transition um, to secondary school and actually following a scheme. It does it does actually it might not come up till kind of the summer term, much later on. But actually, it's questions that they've that they're asking now that kind of open forum about what about about that now. And um, and giving them kind of scenarios, it's just it's it just it's just that the possibilities are endless with PSHE and and as I've yeah and I I've said you know about having a really really good quality PSHE um, a P- PSHE lesson um, having that kind of the, a good PSHE curriculum will can I always think will lead to a much better better academic success.
0: I mean, it's, it's one of those, I mean, there's got to be a better phrase We're in 2020, actually, you know, PSHE gives you um, so much opportunity to explore the personalities that you're dealing with day in, day out, but you're only going to be able to explore those if you've, you know, set boundaries and, and good professional relationship. Um, you know groundings with the pupils so it's kind of one of those where you want the PSHE to be the best it can be as you would if you were teaching you know modern foreign languages if you were teaching geography history whatever it is but actually PSHE is one of those subjects and, and probably the only subject that that really allows you to fully explore the personalities and the kind of the you know that been dramatic but the hopes and the fears of the, of the pupils that you're teaching because it, it gives them so many opportunities to to share either in a small group or one one or publicly you know how how they're feeling about things and i think again you know going back to that chicken and the egg scenario is that actually if you if you embed those skills, and you have those expectations, and you know people feel safe to to kind of explore their emotions with you. um It, it then becomes a situation where they're able to do that in other subjects as well. So uh, you know, I always feel like you know, have that week or a couple of days at the start of a, a brand new academic year. We go right. Tell me about your pets, and tell me about um, you know your household situation, stuff like that. Actually, you know, I, I think and i'd like to hope that schools will now start to embark on more of a kind of a pshe linked project rather than going right we're going to get straight into um place value in maths or you know we're going to we're going to go straight into whatever um you know literary subject that they they're learning about i know that obviously doesn't relate to the expectations of academic results but for me and i've always felt this even as a I was an NQT, but, you know, we'll call it ECT now for the, for the modern crowd, is, is actually getting to know the children is, is just absolutely vital and you can't move on and you can't get what you hope they will get in terms of, of academic progress and ability and confidence if you don't know them. So there's, there's a lot to be said for, you know, really good uh, grounding in terms of classroom behaviours with PSHE, but also how they're able to reflect on their own feelings, how they're able to reflect on other people's feelings, and how they kind of almost at any age kind of take responsibility for their own behaviours really. So... Yeah, I think I I completely agree with with what you've said in terms of positives. And it's it's one of those subjects that I just love. Um, There's there's a few subjects that I'm like, (laughs) you know, to be blunt, I would always find a way to kind of leave them off, um, leave them off a timetable. Oh, you know, we haven't got time for music today. Oh, well, maybe we'll do it in a couple. Very high, um, even even when I was, you know, an early career teacher to, to kind of develop those relationships with with children, really. Um, we, we talked a little bit earlier about, you know, do we think that, that PSHE is valued enough? We know that there are expectations on kind of powers that be in, in terms of developing our children and, and kind of helping them out. But do, do you feel like, you know, as a, as a kind of an academic teaching nation, do you feel like PSHE is given enough at the moment?
1: I would say from our kind of from, from the setting that I work in it, it is given enough we've kind of put a lot of emphasis on on PSHE and um, like my kind of um, before the setting that I'm at now um I would definitely say it has there there wasn't enough put on PSHE um, and I do think that that may be that, that that may have changed slightly. Um, it was interesting, though. I was talking. Um, to, I I was actually talking to some friends recently about PSHE, and um, again, I do think that it it is something. Um, a, a quite a few people said to me, you know, it's that um, it's that subject that when you're on your PPA, uh, your HLTA will do your PS PSHE, and I think yeah. it's that the the one that they see that some people see as the easy one. Um, but actually, I don't. It's it's. Uh, I actually wouldn't. I wouldn't find it as a as an easier one, especially if you don't have that relationship or that connection. Um, so uh, that that's something that it's it, that it probably is very different in different schools how it's how it's perceived. Um, we have given kind of a lot. Like I say, we've looked at our timetabling. Um, we've tried to give PSHE a little bit more. Uh, compared to kind of um other other years um and and what's happened with pshe and we do um we kind of every morning we have like a a a form time and we do say that um that can be kind of whatever the the form so again giving that kind of trust to our teachers that actually you you can use that in what what you feel is needed so if you know if there is something um so i was having a, a conversation recently with a teacher we've been talking a lot about resilience and um we've um we actually use something called rise which is actually really good uh, there's okay. some there's some great resources on there um but actually I, I said you know try and feed that into your into your form time if, if if you're finding that there isn't enough time for that in um in your pshe sessions and um, you know it, it's fine to do that but again it's having kind of Having that buy-in from teachers, um, given given it enough time as well, uh, being able to reflect. I think that's the that's the, the biggest thing, and I, I know I've mentioned that already. You know, reflecting as practitioners is probably um, one of the best things we can do, and knowing knowing our pupils really really well. But yeah, it's it, it's interesting talking to different people in kind of the the settings that they're in and seeing kind of the where PSHE lies for them, because I think it lies quite heavily for us. Um, it's one it's it is a really important subject whereas like i say, i, I do still think in some schools it is that um subject that you know or it can be missed or the HLTA can cover that um or you know just oh you just need to just just look at the scheme and kind of do the, the the bare minimum for it so yeah
0: it's, it's interesting you said about you know leaving it for an HLTA or <clears throat> you know for a potential cover teacher because my mum is um or was rather a supply teacher, and she said when she first started out, you know, she would have a situation where, um, you know, one of the one of the, the subjects she'd always be Spanish, or is, and the other one she said was PSHE. And as she yeah. went on through the years, she said that actually leaving her, I say leaving her, it sounds awful, doesn't it? But giving her PSHE to, um. You know, to, to teach, and I, I think that's a real positive because that's the last subject that you want to leave to someone who doesn't have the relationship right, and that's that's a real thing because you know we all know you know the value of, of safeguarding or the, the vital importance of safeguarding. You know kind of DSL roles in school. Uh, I'm I'm one myself, and I think you mentioned you were you were connected with with safeguarding as well. But actually, some of the stuff that could come out of a PSHE lesson, if you leave it with an adult that doesn't know the children so well let alone someone that that isn't a regular to the school in terms of supply teaching that's quite frightening really so i think i think it's really really encouraging um that you know <laughs> i say encouraging She she was a supply teacher in south oxfordshire but as we all know schools don't have the budget for that anymore um but she you know she, she's kind of in a situation where she doesn't know these these children she's been left with some sort of pshe activity but i think it's it's really really encouraging that you know professionals now are not leaving that subject um it's always difficult to go over a class we know but actually you know having that importance and saying no hold on a minute this is something that i'm going to do as a class teacher is is absolutely vital um kind of moving on a little bit really I, we're kind of going with the times we know it's it's safer internet day today do you do you find in your school that you spend you know a, a significant chunk of time or or even just a little bit of time on dealing with issues outside of school that have arisen from you know i think tiktok was mentioned in the uh in the in the two minute tech review that we had on on the show just now but also, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those kind of things. Do you find that the kind of the social media aspect of of PSHE is is kind of a prominent part of what you're doing in your setting, or is it something that hasn't really touched the sides at the moment?
1: No, definitely, it's um, it's interesting. Again, my kind of kind of always teaching year six that that it is that's the it's that kind of gray area isn't it when when is it okay for a child to have a phone and some of them have got phones some of them haven't got phones I was actually talking about this with my a teacher about kind of the social media and things that got, go on outside of school and how much input we should have and again it is it is all about education um we again we've, we're very lucky we have a we do have a um uh, we have a, an ict te- an ict teacher our computing teacher um and he's he will do a lot about Internet safety um, with 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 our with our children, but actually, again, it's not. It's we we've said this already, but that it's it's almost trying to keep up with what else is going on. Because actually, I was talking with a friend of mine. And she was talking about Instagram and and actually I've noted this myself that on certain kind of with things linked to Instagram, if you like something, then suggestions might come up. And then a friend of mine had said, oh, my son's seen Andrew Tate, um, for example, um, on Instagram. He, he doesn't like him, but because he's liked something else that's come up. And actually, I'm like, that's crazy that 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 happens. I didn't know that. So I was like kind of looking into that and actually, you know, um then then that's kind of portraying that and teaching that to to the children um so again like i say things i I think it's a a bit like with with anything really in education kind of little and often that's kind of how i see it definitely kind of the the being safe online and being safe on the internet um there's there's so much out there and again you don't want to scare them Uh, that's something that i feel, and, and, and this is where, again, talking today about, uh, talking this week about secondary schools, you know, lots of them, kind of the questions they have are, are lots about worries. And I'm like, we shouldn't like there's, there, there will be you do have worries, but let's talk about the exciting things as well. So, you know, it's it's trying to get the, it's trying to get that balance right. It, it's mm-hmm. again, kind of if, 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 if small things do come up. So, it's it's it, it's all about education and making them aware. Um, we if we feel it's needed, we if there there has been something been said, we will get involved if we feel it's needed. But again, we're we quite good at talking to our parents and communicating with them. Um, we have um, again kind of given information to parents. It's something that I'd quite like to do. I'd quite like to do a little bit more of in terms of kind of parental workshops. Um, and then, and, and guiding parents as well, because especially in that upper key stage two, it's a there is a real a real grey grey area with with phones and social media. Um, I don't know what you find at, at your school with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it honestly goes in cohorts. You know, we've we've had situations in the past where actually it's been, I say, horrendous. That again, that sounds a bit dramatic, but there's there's been stuff that's come out, and ultimately we've said to parents, look you've got every right to to go and speak to you know the, the authorities in terms of police with this really because we you know it's it's happened outside of school <clears throat> it's not happened on a device in school so it's very very difficult you know pardon the pun for, for us to, to police so actually these are your rights as a as a parent and as a citizen of of you know the uk and, and off you go sort of thing um but it you know we found that the more the more you talk about things and the more that you are honest and you share uh, experiences with, um, you know, with, with the children. You find that as they as they kind of progress through the school, they're kind of a lot more savvy, and they're uh, the key thing is they know what to do in those situations. And of course, you know, w- w- with our education on on staying safe online, and and that of course crosses over to kind of ICT lessons that they have as well. But it is a, a you know a real danger. Um example of that is I've got twins and, and we kind of bit the bullet at Christmas and, and brought them, you know, these tablets, like Amazon Fire thingy, about a game called Roblox. Now, obviously, I'd never heard of that. <laughs> so I had to do some serious research. And I was, you know, I was quite concerned that, that you could kind of talk to people um, or people could communicate with you during during the game. So we kind of instantly kind of blocked that out and, and explained to them, look, we're blocking this out because actually – although you're going to talk to your friends, there is an element where people can come in and, and, and talk to you. Um, so there are there are always these dangers there. But it's, it's I think it's quite interesting to see how, you know, professionals adapt to that element in their PSHE curriculum and how those crossovers occur with kind of ICT and, and kind of the dangers that are inherent in, in using this stuff, really um and the other thing we do a lot of is is parental engagement and kind of education i'm not going to endorse uh, anyone on this show but there is some some great stuff out there in terms of posters and, and leaflets that you can give to to um you know to parents regularly about age ratings because a lot of parents don't know about that and kind of the expectations on on what their children should and, and shouldn't do at their age so that's always an interesting conversation to have i think from a from a parental point of view Um, We're going to have another message from our sponsors and then we're going to uh, kind of move to the, the final part of the show.
2: This show is brought to you in partnership with John Katz Educational, a leading publisher of books, directories, educational guides and magazines specifically aimed at forward thinking schools in the UK and beyond. Have you checked out their latest releases? Don't miss out. Visit Johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles and advance your own professional development today. Happy reading.
0: So we talked a lot about um you know PSHE. Obviously the, the, the title of the show is is PSHE um, curriculum's problem child, which is I was trying to be a bit kind of sensational with it. But you know, we we both kind of discussed the, the positives really and 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 I hope that, that people listening to this, uh, you know, the, the love that, that, that I have and, and obviously Fran has for the subject has kind of come through because there's so many positives out there with, with PSHE and, you know, working with the children to develop their own um, kind of emotional intelligence and, and understanding with, with how they perceive the world and kind of things that happen around them. Um, but, you know, really what, what we're kind of agreed on is that it needs more money it needs more time it needs more focus from kind of the shot callers in education really and i think you know long term the way that that society is moving and the way that that children are exposed to things either on purpose or accidentally in their life um that there, there needs to be better training better kind of, uh, material to equip new teachers of profession but also to kind of constantly top up that CPD that, that experienced teachers kind of crave a lot of, and also ultimately, and it, it comes down to anything that we could talk about on any one of our fantastic shows on, on Teachers Talk Radio about the money involved and, and where that money goes to in education. So there are there are a lot of positives. Of course, there are a lot of challenges as there are with any aspect of, of education at the moment. Um, but really kind of driving that and saying, this is what we want to see in our young people. This is how we want them to react to see, to be able to to ultimately cope with things in, in their life, really. So, um, yeah, that kind of wraps up that kind of segment, that main part of the show. Um, I just, I kind of, before you go, Fran, I just wanted to talk to you more generally about teaching, because obviously, you know, in the past few weeks and months, there's been some some fairly heated discussions <laughs> you might have seen about education but i just kind of wanted to to get you know your opinion on on where you're at of teaching at the moment and kind of how you're feeling like what are the what are the overall positives to what you do every day what are the challenges and and ultimately you, you know you said at the start of the show you've been doing it for 10 years are you are you still enjoying what you're doing
1: um definitely yeah i mean i i'm really really lucky in that i i love my job um i yeah i i i think i still do really i think i enjoy it as much as i do um as when i started teaching and i think kind of um i was actually talking to to somebody today about um about this but i think um kind of having variety in what you do so actually kind of my experience has always been teaching year six um but um i've always kind of had a little bit of a um a a little bit of a a a difference in what i'm doing and like i say i kind of always felt that um i i i i loved leading maths um and i have done so in two schools um but actually um kind of moving away from that and moving kind of into the the pastoral the pshe the social emotional uh, that actually that's that's been a it's been it's something that i've really really um really enjoyed um i mean teaching in general i think um it's it's busy and um, like we said it's trying to stay kind of ahead of the game with with lots of things especially obviously we've mentioned that with our uh, our pshe um i would say the biggest challenge um and i think i've mentioned this already but definitely kind of the social emotional um that that's kind of the thing that i have found has has become more of a challenge um over the years over the last 10 years um but definitely what i've seen is parents are asking for support which is which is great that people um they are asking for help and they're seeing it themselves and that's something that i'm seeing more of um we're definitely seeing more of i know it might not always be the case, but reflecting and talking to friends that are in are in teaching, um, that's something that they're seeing more of as well. That that, that there is kind of more of a, a shout out from parents uh, to for, for schools to help support uh, with children as well. So it's it, it's definitely definitely busy, um, but yeah, it's still I still do kind of thoroughly enjoy enjoy teaching and and um, yeah, and still i still love it.
0: I mean that's great to hear. You know, I, I I'm I'm 15 years into it as I've said, and and I I still love it. I probably love it more than than when I started. Really, um, I've kind of I don't have my own class, which is kind of a necessity in terms of what I do every day. But I, I kind of I guess I miss that connection with with having like you know 30 kids in a class and and knowing them in a in a in a professional way and and kind of knowing the ins and outs of them. Obviously now I have kind of oversight of of a school really alongside the, the head teacher that we've got, but it's, it's, um, if you're in the right school and I know, you know, Tom is, is listening to this, Tom Rogers, but he will always say that if you're in the right school, that's, that's the best thing you can have because actually the people you work with are so important. Um, you know, and and you can work in the tougher schools, but if everyone is to, to to use that phrase on the right bus in the right seat, then it it just makes everything so much easier and so much more enjoyable. I know that you have the the awful job of <clears throat> of working with a good friend of mine, Jawad, who I I hope he's listening. I hope he's listening. We were supposed to play football tonight, but uh, I couldn't. Obviously, I was I was talking to you and doing this show, but um, I hope he's been listening um last uh question for you because i like to be nasy with my guests what kind of stuff do you do away from teaching because we know it's a time consuming job we know it's um you know we know it can be heavy at times what stuff do you do to kind of switch off from from what you do on a daily basis
1: it's funny because actually um it's again with it being children's mental health week i've um i've spoken a lot it's it's, again it's always modeling and and kind of showing the children that you're teaching that um you know when you're talking to them about you know things that you can do to improve your mental health is have a hobby go out so it's something that i've kind of spoken about quite a lot this week i did an assembly as well kind of at the start of the week and we spoke about we spoke about this as well but um I, I love to go running. That's kind of one of the big, one of the big things that I do to um, switch off and um, put some music on, go for a run and um, go out and walk my dog. <laughs> um, I'm course. quite a social pets person. Are
0: massive. Like pets are massive in this, oh, right? Yeah.
1: It's, and it's actually something that when I spoke, I actually spoke um, when we were talking about mental health. This was a few weeks ago um, with my class, something. I think most of them said, actually, spending time with my pet, being outdoors, spending time with my pet. And I said, that is a complete same for me as well. So actually, yeah, spending time outdoors, spending time with my my pet. Um, but yeah, I'm quite a social person. Um, so again, this week, talking talking about connections in Children's Mental Health Week, um, you know, connecting with people, talking to people, spending time with people, it's so important. So yeah, I, I am a bit of a... Um, a social butterfly and I like to travel and I like to eat out <laughs> uh, so all, all the nice things in life so yeah it's it it is important but yeah it's 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 something we've I've spoken a lot about with the uh, with the children at my school this
0: week and I think do you know what that's so important that you do that and and you know for me any any teacher that is is confident and and happy to kind of share a part of themselves with with their students I think it's great you know Obviously those lines. You don't want to go over those lines, but in terms of the stuff you've talked about, I think that's absolutely fantastic. And and kind of just showing them that actually it's not just you know, you, you do that job, but it's not you as a whole person. I think that's great. You know, being authentic and, and in the moment with with pupils is is such a such an important thing that you can do, um, particularly in this day and age. So um yeah, that's that's great. Listen, Fran. Thank you so much for joining me uh, on the on the Twilight Show today. I hope you've you've enjoyed it, or partly enjoyed it anyway, um, and you've you've got something out of it. But you know, I really really appreciate your time, and um, you know, hopefully in the future we can we can get you back on. Brilliant.
1: Thank you so much, Ben. No, it's, it's really good, and it's great to be able to uh, reflect on what I'm doing, what we're doing as a school as well, and reflect on PSHE. So, no, thank you so much for inviting me on.
0: No problem at all, Fran, at all. Um, we've got, got a good, good uh, number of shows coming up over the next couple of days. Um, we've got, I'm trying to think, we've got Poppy Gibson. I think she's on on Friday. Um, we've got some other ones already done about behaviourism, which is quite interesting. Um, we've got, uh, what else have we got? We've got Ollie Mitchell later on tonight. Uh, Lucy's going to follow this with some spaces on Twitter. Uh, we've got um darren lester uh, on the early morning slot on saturday as well so there's an awful lot of stuff going on and if you haven't checked it out yet we've just started a, a brand new weekend review uh, which is on 10 a.m on sunday and that's normally around sort of four or five of us come on and just talk about education um stories of the week so if you kind of want a bit of a roundup show that's definitely the one for you um could be one for you as well thank you so much for joining me uh we're nearly there if you're listening we're almost there at half term uh the the kind of the weirdest half term because we come straight out of christmas we have those four or five weeks and then we're we're kind of into into the spring uh second part of the spring term so keep going you're nearly there look after yourselves uh and enjoy the rest of your week Uh, If you want to listen to this again, it will be on demand wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, But I have been your host, Ben Thomas, and this has been the Tuesday Twilight Show.
3: You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.